my darlings, welcome back to another exciting adventure on everybody's favorite paranormal talk show, Radio Wasteland. I'm your host, Chauncey Allworth. This is my co-host, Kara Kittrick. Hello. How are you doing today, Kara? Um, you know, I'm surviving, barely. Just fending off the angry hordes, trying to break in, tear me apart. Right. It's a normal day in urban America. Totally, totally. Well, I mean, this past year has taught us you know, it's taught us to think about our mortality, uh, tyranny, uh, standing up for freedom, you know, all these uh, civil rights and all this stuff. But I think it also popped in one question that we're going to cover today uh, quite a bit. And that is, um, is a zombie plague actually possible? You know, because when right. you see this stuff spread, any fan of paranormal or horror, as soon as the virus went, we're just all like, is this it? Yeah, and I I feel like there's always a kind of a hint of like, ooh, what if this is it? Because right. like, as ways for the human race to go out, zombie plague is probably the most fun. Um, because you get to shoot your problems, and also really there's no one telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. So, if you're an embittered loner with guns, then it's ideal, really. Um compared to anything else. I mean, sure, if robot uprising, maybe you can shoot at robots, but more likely, you know, the robots will just, you know, they'll have predator drones and they'll just kill you or, you know, nuclear bombs or something. Um, so I'm kind of wussy. I always thought the nicest uh, way for the people of the world to go would be either to instantly blow up and nobody saw it coming, like a gamma sure. burst, you know? Yeah. Or a black hole, something like that. Or the happening where the plants actually secrete a pheromone that just gets us all so high and we eventually die in OD. Mm. Yeah, those those would both be nice. But I'm kind of wussy. I, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I think it's just kind of a very specific strain of person. Right. For, you know, the kind of person who has a zombie survival plan. It's like the kind of person who listens. Survivalist. Wussy us. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, if we haven't already turned them all off, but, uh, yeah, so I think, I think there's that subset that is desperately hoping zombies could be a thing. Right. I'm, I think it could be a thing, but not in the way it is in movies. Not exactly. I think if there's a zombie plague, it's, you know, the, the, the the plague-like behavior of the zombies is going to be a result of the fact that they are human, not a result of the fact that they are infected with a horrible virus. Mm. You know, it's going to be idiots spreading their zombie plague on purpose. You know, th- this year has, if it's taught me one thing, it is that a lot of people are going to be like, don't worry, you can't get the zombie virus from being bitten. I'm fine. Right. You know? Right. And well, I mean, <clears throat> to be fair, there's always that guy in the movies. Yeah, there is that guy. There's the that guy who's just a what? Nothing. Or he tries to cover it up and lie to himself about how he's just going to be just fine. But then eventually, you know what happens? He right. He turns on his people. And What, what I've learned now is it isn't just that one guy. It's going to be like all, most people are going to be like that. Right. You think so? It's not just the high powered coked up wall street guy (laughs) no it's gonna be it's i mean it's mainly gonna be like the homeschool moms oh right 
the, no, those are the, the Karens. Is that the what Karens? You're that, those are the people we're really going to need to be worried about. Let me about. speak to your manager so I can hear. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be the lumbering Karens with just fungal pustules. <laughs> right. Bursting from their cranium. Right. Chewing on their children. Looking like uh, Kate from John and Kate with that terrible rash. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's get into the first one here before we come up on break. And that's newly discovered fungi turn mm-hmm. flies into zombies and devour them from the inside out. Two newly discovered fungi species have a similarly macabre mode of action. They eat flies alive while using them to drop spores on new victims. Yeah. So we talked about, actually, it was a news item, I think. Like that was in live ago. science, by the way, livescience.com. But go ahead. Yeah. But we talked about something that was similar with ants. Yeah. Well, a few years ago. And it it's crazy. Fungi just love turning insects into zombies, which, you know, there's lots of things that do this. So the one I reported on a few years ago, it's it actually turns the bug into something that is more fungus than insect but it's still trying to mate with the other insects man that is a freaky roger corman movie or something right yeah. it's horrifying yeah and the mating aspect it just takes it into this 1980s b-level sci-fi movie it know? does yeah i mean i'm fine if the zombies are trying to bite me but please not in a sexual context right right uh, yeah you know i, I only like a, the zombie hordes as a friend what about tina from bob's burgers she likes that um <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Um, yeah, have you ever seen The Girl with All the Gifts? No. That's about uh, spore, fungi, zombie attack. Mm. And, and actually, there's a line or two in, um, I believe in Night of the Living Dead, there's one line that alludes to that it might be from a passing comet and another that has to do with potential spores or something. Interesting. So, you know, Girl with All the Gifts, great movie, terrifying, though, because when I saw it, I was aware of some of this science that's out there. And uh, right. It, it scared me. So it's true that, you know, fungi have been snacking on insects and making them do their bidding in that in this way for, you know. Hundreds of millions of years, uh, not so much with people, but there are parasites that can do weird things to people toxoplasmosis makes you like cats so makes you like cats yeah i think i have that (laughs) i mean lots of people like cats anyway but uh apparently it's a it's a thing because toxoplasmosis wants to get into the cat and you know so parasites affecting our neurology and making us behave in ways we might not otherwise behave that's a thing that's a thing nature does that is an insert cuss word here terrifying all right you're listening to radio wasteland we're coming up on break uh when we come back we're going to talk about did nostradamus predict uh any zombie apocalypse for 2021 we're going to talk about what nostradamus has to say for 2021 is it going to be better than 2020 we'll see
visit Radio Wasteland at Instagram at Instagram.com slash Radio Wasteland. And welcome back to Radio Wasteland. We're talking zombies, all zombies. Uh, up here now, from zombie apocalypse and global famine to meteor strike and World War III, here are Nostradamus's predictions for 2021 from thetimesnownews.com. I don't know if that's credible, but how credible is Nostradamus? We'll just exactly, talk. yeah. All right, so... Uh, French prophet Nostradamus made thousands of predictions for the future mm-hmm. in his books uh, over 465 years ago. And this article says, and a whopping number of them have already come true, but I think that's a bit open for debate. His predictions about the rides of Hitler, the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and the 9-11 attacks, again, this article says, have come true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, all of his prophecies are pretty vague, so it's pretty easy to fit existing events into what he's talking about. Also, when you consider that, you know, for every one prophecy he has that came true, you know, he has dozens that didn't. So, you know, his track record is mixed. But, uh, yeah, meteor strikes. Technically, he doesn't say zombie apocalypse. He says the rise of a great evil disease that renders sufferers half dead. So could be vampirism. Fingers crossed, please. He did get poetic and call it a pestilent uh, she monster of a plague that will cause all the world to end and leave fathers and mothers dead of infinite sorrows. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. Um, I like the poetry, Nostra. What do you yeah. call them for short? But, you know, really a lot of diseases, I think, <laughs> leave their sufferers half dead. I mean, if, yeah. we're, be- if we're being sort of poetic about it. Like, and does that mean half the population dead? Does that mean I'm half dead? You know, I don't know. It's a little... Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know if that means zombie apocalypse so much as regular plague. I will say if we get a zombie apocalypse and a meteor strike in 2021, odds are we'll also get a World War Three. So that's a that's a good bet there. I got to say, if we get both those things in 2021 or any one of those things in 2021. Um, I, I think that'd make me a believer in Nostradamus. Nostradamus? Uh, well, I mean, in a, a, a zombie apocalypse, if that happens in 2021, I'm in. Well, sure. You know, I mean, Nostradamus. But what if it's just a regular plague and. Just a regular plague. Only in 2021 does that sentence make sense. (laughs) You know, in 2019, you'd be all just a regular plague. What? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, God, what do I give for just a regular plague at this point? Remember the good old days when it was just a regular plague? Back in my day, we used to have to deal with two plagues on the way to school. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i just realized that millennials and just anyone who is alive right now is going to be insufferable about it in 30 years oh yeah you know to our kids we're going to totally. be like i had to wear a mask for a whole year oh and i didn't because i was stupid right uh gosh yeah i don't know I, that has crossed my mind too it's like how quickly because i'm i'm ready to just leave it behind and not talk about it any longer <laughs> Let it, yeah, the year that we never discuss again. You're right. Yeah. Well, uh, I, that I would knew, be for the best. I knew this guy who was married for 
12 years and he had 12 roses tattooed on his arms, on his arm. And nine uh-huh. of them were red and, and three of them were black. Okay. And, and I'm just all, why are only some of them red? And he's all, oh, those were the good years. <laughs> I'm all like, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> That's some hardcore tattooing right there. Guys. Was he still married? Uh, yeah, at the time, but it ended. <laughs> <laughs> was he just adding? It was like, hey, honey, I added another black rose. Yeah, totally. It's like, as I, <laughs> I can see it on you. You know, I can see that like, your office here sucked. <laughs> and he had three of them. So this has been going on. Right. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. And they weren't in a row. They were like. You know. <laughs> I I have to meet this man. I yeah. need to know more. What a legend. Yeah. Artiste. His, his life is art. All right. Nostradamus also said a global famine. Uh, mm. A great terrible trouble is prepared for us in all 2021, which will be of rain, blood, milk, famine, steel, and plague. My goodness gracious okay okay so you know i mean some of these we actually are so we have no rain blood of course bloodborne pathogens and and uh disease i can see that in there too uh you know figuring out how to take care of people milk Mm -hmm. i'm a little lost for the milk maybe that's a supply line thing distribution chain famine again the distribution chain we we you know we suffered a bit there because of the economy and and we will be dealing sure, yeah. with uh steel i don't know and uh plague of of course yeah again they're vague maybe we should write some prophecies you know this year for we christmas should. um last year for christmas um terry me and joanna we wrote down our predictions for what was going to happen the following year mm-hmm. and then this year at christmas we wrote down what we thought about last year and what we thought was going to happen the next year. And we keep them all in a bag so that we can read them every year on Christmas about what happened over the last year but or new year's not Christmas. Yeah. Well, 2020 is a unusually tough year. Yeah. None of us <laughs> said, none of us said a uh, pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of us said we'll be trapped in our homes for 10 months. Right. Well, it ain't done yet. Uh, and then finally, he said for 2021, solar storms and a meteor strike wrote about a long trail of sparks in the sky, which is made of fire, which could mean that a giant asteroid may hit Earth. NASA has predicted that giant asteroids are likely to hit the Earth in the next few years. I don't know if NASA has predicted that. Neither. I think this article <laughs> might be getting a little loose, but I like it. Yeah. I like where they're going with it. But, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly possible. I think if there is, in fact, a giant asteroid impact, depending on how large it is, all the other stuff, famine, war, disease, will definitely happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, one thing kind of follows from, from the other. Yeah. The collapse what, of civilization tends to do that. What was it? Lucifer's Hammer? We both read that? Oh, that's such a good book. And yeah. it's pretty darn accurate. As, yeah, ex- except for the guy surfing the tidal wave. That's got to go. I thought that was funny. <laughs> it was funny, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little unlikely, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the the 
massive climate disruptions and the tidal waves and the yep. cannibalistic army. Cannibalistic All right. army, yep. You're listening to uh, Radio Wasteland. We're talking about zombies. When we come back, we're going to talk about could scientists really create a zombie virus? Come on back. forget to follow Radio Wasteland on Facebook at facebook.com slash radiowasteland.us. All right, welcome back to Radio Wasteland, and we're talking about zombies, Kara and I, I being Chauncey, Kara being Kara. Um, <clears throat> so this article is from popsci.com, popular mm-hmm. science. Could scientists really create a zombie virus? Uh, an effective agent would target and shut down specific parts of the brain. Uh, we're talking to Stephen C. Schultzman, uh, assistant professor of psychiatry at Harvard. Um, a series of functional. Oh, he wrote a bunch of articles about this, which makes him a creeper. Um, but there's actually something they could do to the frontal lobe that would make you want to eat people or at least eat a lot more meat. And uh, they're talking mm. about how the most you know, to deteriorate the brain in this way, they're talking about proteins and prions and that this is actually somewhat possible. Of course, they wouldn't be dead, though. They wouldn't be. Yeah. Well, a lot of zombies aren't dead, you know. Uh, that's called a rage virus. It's a whole different genre of movie. Fair enough. But what about, um, God, the one with Jesse Eisenberg and. Zombieland. Um, Zombieland. Yeah, that's a rage virus. Those oh, they're not dead? Aren't, yeah, they're not dead. Oh. You know, uh, they're kind of gross and sick, and they, but, you know, you don't have to shoot them in the head. You can shoot them anywhere, and they're fast. Oh, I guess, yeah, you can be pussy so, and still be alive. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, engineered virus. There's a couple things going on here. I think engineered virus that shuts down specific parts of the brain maybe in the next few years, we would have to start with something. You know, we'd have to start with something that already kind of does that. Engineering prions? I don't know. I think, because we barely understand how prions work. We right. There's a lot we don't really get about prions right now. And so we're a, we're a long, long way away from, like, making a prion that does something specific. Yeah, okay, so this is pretty nerdy, <clears throat> but for the rage virus thing, this is one of the things that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I played a role-playing game. There was this role-playing game system that, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Robotech, and a lot of them were based off of. Mm-hmm. And there was another one called Something World that was this post-apocalyptic that was based off of the same engine or whatever. Sure. And... um in there, there was a character type called juicers that uh, basically, you know, were were like Bane from Batman, where they were just constantly being pumped up with 
with, oh, okay. with cray cray juice, you know? That's probably the most benevolent version of someone who is called a juicer. Right. I was imagining <laughs> that, you know, please don't juice me, sir. Right. I well, do not wish to be juiced. That and Jack LaLanne. Are you too... You didn't watch enough late night television to remember Jack LaLanne, the guy on late night TV that was trying to sell you the juicer. He was like 80s and in a Oh, okay. Seat. I guess you I guess you could conceptualize <laughs> him as a juicer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's better than Roy Monster or Roy Monster. I like that. But it but it does seem to me like like a rage virus would be possible that they did yeah. something to you that just you know, because I mean a lot of people out there that take brain meds, right? Sure. Um, I took uh, Wellbutrin, pretty benign, right? But it made me agitated, mm-hmm. and and so like, Here's I'm sure thing. that this is possible. All that stuff comes from nature, and our understanding of microbiology and neuro neurology, I guess it's still not at the level where we can be like, move this protein here, it will do this. You know, it's, we're still in a guess and check mode on all that kind of thing. And basically we find something in nature and say, hey, this drug does X. And, you know, we tinker with it. We say, hey, if we do this, then it makes people levitate. And it's like, okay, cool. Um, You know, we're, so I, I think it's possible. I think, you know, I'm just saying the universe would have to cooperate a little to make this a reality. Yeah, and I wonder about the um, the like statistics of it all. You know, are mm-hmm. we more dangerous in dabbling, or do you think we're more dangerous when we know? You well, know, what do you, what well, do you mean? in in dabbling, it's like statistically, are we very unlikely to create a rage virus, or can you dabble to the point where you're like, oh, whoops, we made a rage virus? <laughs> you know, okay, I I see what you mean. I think it's, I mean, I think the scenarios we're talking about are pretty unlikely in any case, but I think the odds of just accidentally making a rage virus seem low. Mm-hmm. But that said, we already do have a rage virus. We have rabies. So if someone was to just modify rabies to be airborne, for instance, mm-hmm. like airborne rabies would be freaking terrifying. No, that's um, true. That's a good movie right there. Yeah. I I mean, you can call it airborne war- rabies and have it about airborns in like the military. Yeah. And the airborne rabies could also be airborne. My only thing is, if you want to kill a bunch of people with a virus, there there's no reason to make it a rage virus. Just make it a virus that is deadly, but has a very long incubation period, is highly contagious, and can be spread by asymptomatic people. You know, so a better COVID. Yeah, better COVID. Just make a deadlier COVID. I was going to say a deadlier, more contagious COVID, but COVID is actually about as contagious as you can get. So, yeah, just make make COVID that kills more and you're pretty much golden as far as bioweapons go. You know, our government always talks about, you know, no bioweapons and we're opposed to this, that and the other thing. Mm -hmm. Yet we're constantly seeing scientists talk about what we're capable of doing. So it does lead you to believe that I keep getting the sense that these scientists really want to make a bioweapon. 
like, oh, we shouldn't, but oh, let's be bad. Let's make a bioweapon. Oh, yeah. just to see. Yeah, I mean, can't I mean, if they're going to pick some sort of like screwed up motivation, can't they just go back to the traditional we're going to make a woman with three boobs or something? You know, it's like why you got to fantasize about killing everybody. Now, don't get me wrong. Making a woman with three boobs is terrible, too. But at least we live. Yeah, at least we live. It's like of the evil motivations, killing everybody is like kind of at the top. I guess that's why. I guess that's why they're shooting for the stars and hoping to hit at the boob level. A lot was happening <laughs> in what you just said. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not tracking all of that. I, I guess the joke that I'm trying to make here is like, I don't understand the motivation behind this stuff. Oh, they want to. Where people. is the motivation? You know, is the argument I want to be able to cure it when somebody else does it? Or is it that we just want to have the option of killing everybody? Uh, you know, it's for the same reason that some people collect knives. You know, they just, just want to feel dangerous. All right. You're listening to Radio Wasteland. When we come back, we got one more article for you. And that is actually medically reported cases of possible zombies here on Radio Wasteland. shows and archives by visiting Radio Wasteland at RadioWasteland.us. All right, welcome back to Radio Wasteland, and we're talking about zombies. Uh, This one comes from History.com, a credible website, uh, except for, I don't know, their TV shows. Don't they have, like, they're not so credible. All right. Though it's rare, there are several credible reports in medical journals of people using these compounds... Mm-hmm. basically medicines to induce paralysis in people and then revive them from the grave. So they're mm-hmm. talking about like serpent, the rainbow style zombies, you know, where, where these sure. zombies, Haitian voodoo sort of situations. I don't know. Have you ever seen serpent in the rainbow? I haven't, but I'm, I'm pretty familiar with the topic of, of your Haitian zombies. It's, I mean, it's a fascinating thing. It is something that only works in the cultural context of Haiti because, like, it's about subterfuge just as much as it is about paralysis and brain damage. Because right. there's cultural myths there of sorcerers raising the dead to do their bidding. So, whereas there aren't here, necessarily. So, it's a little easier to... Have you listened to many of these extreme evangelical churches and what they talk about what's possible out in the world now (laughs) okay true but it isn't it's not as specific you know right same level of crazy but it's not that specific myth so basically what these guys do is you know they paralyze someone um they they hopefully you know someone very superstitious they paralyze them dig them up um keep them, you know, doped up on drugs. So they're sort of in a fugue state and they're like, uh, I'm a sorcerer. You are a corpse. I have risen, you know, pulled you out of the grave and now you have to do my bidding. And they're like, oh, 
heck, I guess I do have to do their bidding, because that's, like, how the myth goes. Right. So, the, the, only, the only thing keeping them in servitude is them. Huh. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I guess you're right that it's cultural, because I couldn't imagine somebody bringing me up and doing that and me not second-guessing it, going like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I think... I'm going to play along with this for a while, but only until I find an unlocked door. Who isn't a deep, like, believer in this specific myth. Right. Like, this would not work on at all. Well, let's check a couple of them. In a 1997 article in the British medical journal, The Lancet, described three verifiable Mm. accounts of zombies. In one case, a Haitian woman who appeared to be dead was buried in a family tomb, only to reappear three years later. Indeed. An investigation revealed that they filled her tomb with stones and uh, that when she turned up, they took her to the hospital and uh, she was, air quotes, all right. Yeah. I mean, once they take you off the crazy drugs to keep you in a fog, then they'll just be like, oh, wait, no, I'm not dead. I'm not dead at all. That was horrible. In, in another well-documented case, a Haitian man with the coolest name ever Clairvius Narcisse entered a local hospital with severe respiratory problems. This was in Mm -hmm. 1962. After he slipped into a coma, Narcisse was declared dead and was buried shortly after. Hmm. Uh, That's pretty hardcore. Wait, did he actually come back? What happened? Well, but 18 years later, a man walked up to Angelica Narcisse in a village marketplace, insisting she was his sister. Doctors, townspeople, and family members all identified him as Claire Bias Narcisse, who claimed he had been buried alive, then dug up and put to work on a distant sugar plantation. Yep. That is the story. That's pretty much the story of White Zombie. I don't know if you know that old movie with Bella Lugosi, White Zombie, and then they remade no. it, but that's pretty much the premise behind it is that they're making these zombies to put them to work in sugar plantations. Yeah. So, Worth noting that the whole concept of the zombie myth, um, the word zombie, this is where it comes from. It's the Haitian thing, not the rage virus thing. Uh, no, I so, no, I'm I'm saying that for the benefit of the audience. I know that you know. Oh Yeah, I forgot. The audience is dumb. <laughs> those dumb- oh wait is this on no i'm just um, saying it like, no 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 i get you I, I totally i get you um you know this is another one of those situations like i've said about the bible and jeopardy and getting questions right where i have a fair amount of haitian voodoo uh zombie knowledge thanks to horror <laughs> film you know uh yeah although voodoo zombies are not something that you see too often in horror movies but uh you watch enough of them you start to pick up pick up on this yeah all right you've been listening to radio wasteland we've been talking about zombies and you have been just absolutely fantastic thanks for listening (laughs) and check us out next week